0: Hello and welcome to episode two of Three Songs. This is Mike Hogan here with Bob Nastanovich. Welcome, Bob.
1: Hey, we're in the midst of an upgraded sound quality.
0: Yeah, you sound sound good today.
1: That's miraculous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had some issues. I don't sound good most days. Yeah, well, you know. Maybe this is a good day. It is, it is. We had some issues in the first episode, but hopefully it was still worth listening to and... It only goes up from there. So here we are, episode two, Bob in Iowa, Mike in Forest Hills, Queens.
1: I'm in Des Moines. Yeah? Yep. That's Iowa. I don't like to refer to myself as an Iowan, but okay. that's right. beside the point. That's all
0: right. You're not an Pardon. Iowan. Pardon? You, you only live there. It's not like you grew up
1: there. Well, I love this city. I mean, Des Moines is a fantastic city, you know but we all have question marks over the rest of the state.
0: Well, you can kind of say that <laughs> about just about anywhere. Yeah. All right, so uh, so yeah, we're back again. First one was really fun, and we got three songs, each of us, this time again. All parts of the world, all time periods. We're spanning almost 100 years from beginning to end in these six songs that we brought together today.
1: Yeah, you brought up the tail end. That seems to be your mojo uh
0: you know yeah i guess i did a couple yeah uh i probably won't always do that but you 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 we're gonna end with something very current that i haven't heard yet so this is exciting i like this i like it when you bring things i haven't heard
1: well so far you're about five out of six in that category
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know i don't know about that I'm sure. There's I
1: You know. There's one incredible thing about music. There's a, a huge difference between heard of and heard.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and like heard of, like sure, like you know, we've heard of it. You know, like but for one reason or another, we haven't actually sat down and listened to it.
0: Well, and that's know? yeah, and that's that's kind of what I want to do with this show. Is you know, some of the bands that we're talking about, some of the artists that we're playing, they're songs that you've heard, but these are maybe ones that you haven't, and these algorithms today, when it's like, oh, you like this song, or you like this band, so you might like this song, or this band, you, you know, it, they're they're good, but they're kind of dumb, too, at the same time. They don't really get into the corners, you know? They, right. They, they stay in their lane, so we're going to try and go out of the lanes a little bit. Good move. Yeah. Yeah, so um so yeah the first song i brought today is uh is is actually one of these songs that i mean they're they're fairly obscure at the time they were around they only released a few seven inches they didn't release an album until well after they had already broken up in the 80s or 90s i think there were some compilations that came out Um, where's the action from yeah so i'm talking about the action they're from they're from uk kent maybe i don't know exactly where But they were a 60s band, very much in the mod, the who uh, vein. But uh, there's a compilation that came out called Rolled Gold that collects a lot of the songs from, I think, 67 is when they were recorded. That's when this song was recorded. And it's just, this one in particular, it's just a perfect pop song. Wow. (laughs) Hey, Doggy. That sang
1: a lot. Hey, Doggy.
0: Yeah. uh, I've never heard it yeah it's just a beautiful and and the other thing I like about it is it's it's so like the lyrics are very uplifting, like strangely, like surprisingly, I wouldn't expect, especially from this time, especially from that location, uh, you know they're talking about kindness and they're talking about being good to each other and in in a way that's almost verging on like Christian. Catholic or something like that which just seems odd maybe that's why it was never released at the time didn't come out till years later yeah but still it's something like very genuine not in a forced way not in like a Christian rock way but just in a really like positive message way so anyway I love the song it's just a beautiful song and, uh, you know, they're a band that uh, obviously didn't get their due at the time, and I think they've gotten it. about bit...
1: what year was this recorded, Mike?
0: This was 67, so right in the middle Ooh, of it. yeah, my birth year, my y- birth year. Your birth year, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yep. so, so it's as old as you, it's 50 this year. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Ooh,
1: no, I mean, I'm, I'm not looking at it as scary, but we have to move on. You
0: well, know? you know, like my grandfather would always say, growing old is no fun, but it beats the alternative.
1: My father would always say, um, "Growing old is not for weaklings." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess both are true. Yeah. All right. Well, the the action. This song. Not going to
1: reference our relatives very often.
0: So. No, probably not. No, probably not. Because
1: you guys would turn off <laughs> uh, the the show. So let's hear some tunage. All
0: right, let's do it. The action. The song is I, cu- come around. I'll be
1: listening for Christianity hints. In well, there.
0: you know, I maybe I went a little over top with that, but just it's. It's a surprisingly positive message. So, okay. yeah, come I around. love that. We come around. That. Yeah, we need that. This, especially now. All right, here we go. The action.
2: Let us be one another. Let us put our hearts together. Let the God in each of us reach out and kiss the. Sky above, let us walk in angels' footsteps. to the ground, and we'll try.
0: What do you think of that one, Bob? That was pretty full on.
1: Yeah, it was, um,
0: little faces vibe to him.
1: Yeah, beautiful sounding song. Yeah, be- beautiful sounds. Yeah, um, and I, I know what you understand. I know what you're saying about this is. It's a, a high spirited song. It's a song that, like, it'd be would have been amazing to see it live in a small club.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it's one of those that like i could imagine being a huge huge hit but instead for whatever reason it was just cast to the dustbin and didn't even get a real release for almost 20 years after it was maybe even more than 20 years after it was recorded
1: well it's one of those things like 67 i think you know there's you know beatles kinks um like you mentioned small faces like uh i imagine things got lost in the mixer some brilliant things got lost in the mixer
0: yeah Yeah, and I think, you know, that's another thing we want to try and do here. We want to expose some things that might have been lost at the time.
1: Yeah, apparently the action got lost. Yeah. You know, to be celebrated 20 years later, like, somebody just, like, stumbled upon that. I don't know who's responsible for actually, like, reviving the band.
0: Yeah, I, I I think some of the, like, Paul Weller might have had something to do with it. You know, I think might the, have
1: been a huge influence on his brilliant Yeah, songwriting,
0: I think so. You know? I think so. I think there was. It was the sort of thing where.
1: Are you a jammer? Are you fan yeah. of the jam? Oh yeah, yeah. How about the Style Council? Did you dig them too? Uh,
0: yeah, not as much. I mean, I like the old, the the later jam. You know, when the, when they started going more Motown and more soul. Uh, really, I, yeah. I like the early punk stuff I, sort of more. Like, I, I do. No, I I, I like I, what I'm saying is I like it all. Wasn't really punk. But. Yeah, they they started losing me a little bit in some of it uh, towards the end. But I do, you know, their version of "Move On Up" by Curtis Mayfield is amazing, especially live. Um,
1: you have seen them live?
0: No, 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 no. I've just heard some yeah. live recordings. Um, but uh, but yeah, I was a big jam fan, and I think I,
1: I don't know there's any any doubt about the fact that they made 25 great songs which qualifies them as a legendary band
0: for sure for sure yeah. uh, and I'm sure you know at some point we'll play some jam if, if nothing else to pl- maybe play some of those weird deep live cuts
1: it would be a good well I mean actually we could play some like you know bigger cuts because like I, I wonder often if people really listen to them very much outside of all mod cons
0: yeah I don't you know. know right yeah a handful, maybe, you know, a handful of songs, people. That's entertainment, I think, gets a lot of attention. Yeah, yeah.
1: oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Your dog your dog agrees.
1: Oh, he's an agreeer. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ghost. You can hear Mr. him pretty Ghost. well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Ghost. Yeah. Mr. Ghost is uh, making an appearance.
1: He's got a pacifier in, too. He's got two toys in his mouth.
0: Wow. That's so we cool. haven't
1: even cut him loose yet on this show.
0: <laughs>
1: but he digs the Verlaines.
0: Yeah, the Verlaines are next. It'll be exciting New Zealand pop music, yeah, me too, so tell me about this song this is this is this is jode out Verlaines, one of the earlier tunes, and I'm glad you picked the Verlaines because it would be it was only a matter of time before I picked the verlaines and and while I love this song, I might have picked four or five others before I got to Joe out
1: well, I mean for me like um the discovery of New Zealand pop music in college when I was 18 years old, like the late eighties, like it, it had already been made a few years before. And it was like, um, one of the beauties of like the culture at the time was like, um, there were several record labels that were hunting for interesting things. And obviously the, the clean and the chills, got the ball rolling in New Zealand, and and um, Dunedin was, like, uh, Dunedin, New Zealand, which is on some the South Island of New Zealand, and right. it's just, it really is just kind of a college town. It's like the Athens, Georgia of New Zealand, okay? <laughs> and um, I had the pleasure to play there a few times, and, like, the amount of... Like it was overwhelming for me to be in a dressing room with like twenty people that I considered legends, you know. Yeah. And a couple of members of the Verlaines were there, and um, you know, like uh, to a huge part of our band.
0: Um, I'm sure. Event.
1: Like, I mean, they,
0: they I can huge, absolutely like, hear it. I can totally hear it.
1: Yeah, totally hear it. And like, it's like one of those things, like, uh, you know, more so than all the other influences that you know, we got stamped upon us, or however it all works in music. Like, I don't really, one thing I know about original music is that, like, you cannot help as a songwriter, which I am not one, but be influenced by what you've listened to, you know, every single day of your life. Like, there's, I I don't, I imagine there are a few, there are a few musicians that experiment with like, not listening to anything before they go in the studio or something like that, which I think is a bad idea, you know? Yeah. So, obviously, every band is going to get tagged in a certain way, okay? Um, And uh, anytime anybody ever, like, points out that our, you know, anything I was associated with especially pavement has a attachment and adoration of new zealand pop music then then yeah it's like tip of the cap to those geniuses yeah. <laughs> and like and these guys are the band that's like actually like stuck with me the most the band that i reached for the most to me like uh, one of the best dps ever bought was uh, the 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 c the cp that joe out is on It's called ten o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, which
0: is a line from Joe Doubt.
1: Right. The first line. Yeah. And uh, which which has always stuck with me too, like those nights where like you just want to sleep in all day, so like Right. It's ten o'clock in the afternoon means it's you know, ten PM. So (laughs) it's like time to get going again. Yeah. So so I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I I For me, you know, it's, it's good to hear you talk about your influence of, or how much New Zealand pop has influenced you because all of this New Zealand music, the Flying Nun label, which is, you know, where the Verlaine's, the Chills, the Clean, the 3Ds, the Bats, all of them, uh, huge influence So many on me. more. So yeah, many more. So, like, so, many so many other,
1: more. like, bands that were harder, like, more oh, grungy, like, uh, oh, um, yeah. Alpaca Brothers, yeah. and like, uh. 3Ds um, that we had the pleasure to tour with. Like, the Gordons. Band. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, like, it's just like, how did they do it? Like, it's a small country. It was a very small scene, like, and they were so isolated, but it's a, like, it was a beautiful little scene because they were like, uh, I guess the best similarity we can come up with in this country would be like, yeah, you know, Athens right. in the early to mid 80s, you know, and like, Pylon and R.E.M. and Barbecue Killers and there were so many great bands going on there and so much magic and like same with like Austin with like scratch acid and the buttholes and like so many with the dicks and so many more like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, things like um, are fueled by fire and like, you know, you can make like an amazing scene with like 35, like.
0: Absolutely.
1: Interesting people. And it's not necessarily musicians. Like obviously like you need like a certain amount of musicianship mixed in, but like a lot of times it's like, just like, Artists are freaks, like the yeah. Dead Sea, like they right. came from that town too, yeah. like freaky band.
0: Right? Yeah. Uh, I, see, here's the thing. We're keeping this pretty open right now, and there's there's no guidelines other than bring three songs. Eventually, I want to get to the point where we where, where we maybe have homework, and I say bring your bring three songs from New Zealand, and we we you bring three, and I bring three. And we talk about that or bring three songs from, it's, it's funny, I was going to, I wanted to do ones around Texas punk and bring like songs from the dicks and, uh, you know, the, the big boys Whoa. and, you know, so maybe at some point we'll do something like that.
1: I mean, to me, like David, Diaz like my favorite uh, performer of all time, yeah. rock, you know, yeah. so.
0: Yeah. So. You know,
1: scratch Acid and Jesus Lizard, so. Because
0: I could do, I could do five episodes on just New Zealand music
1: uh yeah but it's nice to sprinkle in yeah like, for this sure is, this is a good place to start for you know, sure like a, for sure it's like this is like similar to, to the action like this is like a a beautiful uh to me it is like yeah. it's a beautiful uh pop song and it's got i played it recently on the radio i visited my, uh, my old friends in charleston virginia my buddy richard david moore does a radio show on a tuesday and like i played it on a tuesday afternoon like I thought it was so amazingly harmless and, until I realized that, like, you know, there's F bombs in the song. Like, and then he was like, he's like, the FCC meter's going off. You know, I was like, oh no, I can't believe that we have to turn down the Merlanes. Like, that's something I never considered in college radio. Like, right. I never considered, like, the threat of the FCC and the fact that you have to worry about, like, F bombs.
0: Right, right. Right, because <laughs> I
1: just assume that like they all get to play whatever they want, whenever they want, because that's what I thought college radio was.
0: Right, you know? for sure, for sure. Well, let's play. Let's play the Verlaines. Jode out from ten o'clock in the afternoon. Any uh, any final words before we uh, we hit it? Ah, sit
1: back and enjoy this. It's a great song. Thank you. <laughs> It's hard living your life on a nice edge.
0: That's right. That's right. Just, it's such a beautiful song.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful
0: harmonies, beautifully written, just perfect.
1: Thank Well, thank Well, it's goodness me. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I <laughs> often reach for it, you know, like, in a bind. Yeah. You know. It's just, yeah. a, like, the similar to the action song you played, like, for the reasons you played it. It's just a good mood song. Yeah. It's a good mood song, and, like, um... To me, like, there is a bit of a void and I'm speaking with extreme generalization here. There's a void in, like, um, excellent lyricists mm-hmm. these days, and the lyrics on that song are, are, and, and, like, the fact that you can hear them very vividly. Um, I just love that aspect of it. It's yeah. like a, yeah. I mean, I'm not looking at the printout of lyrics in front of me right now, but if I was, I'd just be like pumping my fist.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, let's. uh, You know,
1: and the sentiment too. The sentiment is so like relaxed.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, know, like it's not like um, there's not a whole lot of tension in that song. Like until you know there is in the chorus at at bits of time, but it just seems like a very self-satisfied piece of pop music you know which is woo, yeah i mean like they're more recognized for like death in the maiden like you know wasn't their biggest hit and stuff like that and it's um you know it's it's a song that you can access i mean like yeah. you know sure uh, you know to me it's their my favorite song by that and i love the three minute form we'll get into yeah. that later on like
0: yeah
1: and like i'm gonna skip that tonight with my next track and stuff, but I do love. I have an adoration for the three-minute form. Like that, like uh, it's hard to make a great song that's longer than three minutes. And if you're gonna do that, it better be a really good song. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because last week I, I self-consciously after after I picked my songs, I realized I picked two six-minute-long songs. And this, well, week, they were
1: both they were they both carried their weight.
0: But. Yeah. Well, but this week I've picked the three shortest songs, so. All right, there you go. So you know, it's like I'm making up for it.
1: I've got the one long one tonight. Yeah,
0: that's okay. Yeah. It's it's even still; it doesn't even touch five minutes, so it's not like it's that long.
1: Good. Yeah. What are you going
2: to hit us for the next?
0: Uh, well, we're going to go. We're going to go back in time. This is this is going back. way further back than 67. Yeah, we're going to go 40 years back. Oh, we're going to go back to 27. This is uh, wow. Yeah, Richard Rabbit Brown. He was a musician, guitarist, and singer in New Orleans. And, uh, I, I, you know, it's, he was one of those artists that I think he only recorded maybe six songs. This is one of them. This is certainly his best known, but even still, I mean, how many people, it's not like Richard Rabbit Brown is necessarily a household name. Never heard of him. He is, if you've heard the American like, I'd Anthology. Like, I heard
2: of Elizabeth Cotton last week, but I've never heard of him.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so he, he He was one of the artists on the Anthology of American Folk Music that Harry Smith put out in the 50s. This song was recorded in 27. I think he died maybe 10 years later, 37. I don't know. Nobody really knows exactly how old he was. He was probably close to 50 when he recorded this song and recorded all of his songs. This is by far, if if you ever hear... Any of his songs, I mean, it's been covered by a number of people. Peter Lochner covered it. Uh, uh, you know, I think Bob Dylan might have even covered it a few times. But uh, it, it, it's this is his known song. But even still, it's just it's beautiful. I love 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 his playing. I love his voice. It's almost so what's otherworldly. going on here. It's just
2: going to be him and playing guitar. Him and guitar.
0: That's it. That's it. Wow. And uh, and the lyrics are amazing. I mean, it's like they're so timely. You know, I, I, I seen better days, but I'm putting up with these. Or no,
1: no, is he like a Mississippi guy? Or... He was no, New, Orleans, New Orleans. I think he was.
0: Yeah, I think he was New Orleans. Um, and I don't know if he if he traveled much or if he just was always in New Orleans. I, I really don't know a whole lot about him other than this song, to be honest. But... I'll
1: tell you what: if you're in in 1927 in New Orleans, why should you leave? Right,
0: right, right. But. My, I don't know, like I keep playing, you know, this is only the second show, so I'm gravitating to to songs that I feel like almost, not define me, that's like a little heavy and much, but like songs that I feel personally are really important and even what I might call some of my favorite songs ever. Like well, yeah,
1: like if you're this, making a list of your top twenty five favorite songs, like I think it's a good place to start. Yeah,
0: and and
1: you know I, songs I would, that like, you know, pointed you in certain directions, you know, which ended up, you know, where you are today with how you listen to music.
0: Absolutely. And I would say mm-hmm. that this song, in, in in my view of recorded music, there there are songs maybe as good, but I don't know if there are songs any better than this one.
1: Whoa. Yeah. All right.
0: It's big. It's big.
1: It's like better than Robert Johnson type thing.
0: Though. I think so. I mean, Robert Johnson. I like Robert Johnson. Don't get me wrong. I like Robert Johnson. I listen to this much, much, much more often. How about
1: Buckle to- White?
0: Oh, I love Buckle White. Yeah. Yeah, we'll it, talk about him and, in the next episode. And John Hurt, Mississippi John Hurt. I love Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Skip James. But you, Do you know, have that
1: Arhu collection? Do you have that big old Arhu collection?
0: I, no, I don't. But I'm sure I have a lot of the stuff on it.
1: Yeah. We've uh, so, we, we got to do an R2 episode. Let's
0: do it. Let's do yeah. it. Um,
1: Interesting characters. In fact, we would be able to get them on the show.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. They're
1: still kicking. They're still kicking.
0: Let's do it. Um, but uh, but yeah, Richard Rabbit Brown, James Alley Blues, 1927. Whoa. For me, it doesn't get any better than this. So sit tough back. for Nick to follow. Yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. There that's you go, true. There you go. S- sit back and enjoy this one, especially since you've never heard it, Bob. I'm curious yeah, what you think. Never All right. heard it. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. Mm-hmm.
3: me now nothing like used to be and i'm telling you all the truth oh take it for me i don't see better days but i'm putting up with thee i don't but better days but i'm putting up with thee much better time with these girls now it's so hard to please cause I was born in the country I'm easy to lose cause I was born in the country she thinks I'm easy to lose she tried to hit me to a wagon she want to drive me like a mule you know I bought the clothes and i the rent Yeah, I buy rent, And I pay the rent She try to make me wash her clothes But I got good common sense I said, if you don't want me Why don't you tell me so? You know that if you don't want me Why don't you tell me so? Cause it ain't like a man that ain't got nowhere to go I'll give you sugar for sugar let you get salt for salt I'll give you sugar for sugar let you get salt for salt And if you can't get along with me Well, it's your own fault How do you want me, love? Can you treat me mean? How do you want me to love you? You keep on treat me mean? You're my daily thought and my nightly dream. Sometimes I think it's you too sweet to die. Sometimes I think it's you too sweet to die. And another time I think you ought to be buried
0: alive. Sometimes I think that you're too sweet to die. And some yeah. other times I think you ought to be buried alive.
1: Well, I've got to tell my friend Max Solish. I, I I work with a really cool artist from Cleveland, Ohio. It uh, goes by the moniker Dollfish. D-O-L-F-I-S-H. Okay. I, t- I took to England a couple of years ago. And he just makes records out of his house in Cleveland on the banks of Lake Erie. And uh, that reminded me of Max. He often gets accused of being, um, in the you know, I wonder if, like, to what extent Daniel Johnson, you know, is listening to that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's not terribly I'm just, obscure. like, modernizing
1: this ancient tune.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing is, like, when I first discovered a lot of this stuff, Skip James... Robert, um, uh, Richard Rabbit Brown, uh, Mississippi John Hurt, I really started kind of linking it to indie DIY stuff, Lou Barlow, just a guitar and a voice, you know, like a lot of that stuff seems very, very similar to me. Like I made the connection pretty quickly.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was a direct influence. It may or may not have been, but, uh, you know, it's, it's like you could, you could almost it's, draw a line. It's you know?
1: interesting to think about like all the modern artists, like whether they be famous or not so famous or like whatever, to what extent they've listened to old blues, blues music, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, some of that stuff is really, I mean, that song that we just played is, is almost more folk. It's almost blues folk, and it's not the typical doo doo you know. No, it's no, well, use- that's Chicago blues music. Well, you know, sure, yeah. but but uh,
1: and like yeah, everybody's falling into that trap because right, it's, you know, it's an easy thing to do. You know, right,
0: like, right. I mean, so, I don't
1: play guitar. Do you play guitar? No, not really. You can't play guitar. Yeah, so I mean, you can play. You can play tambourine like me.
0: Yeah, that's right,
1: Okay. Let's keep that in mind that none of us
0: can play. <laughs> Neither neither of us can really play. That's okay, though. It hasn't stopped either of us from being in bands. Of course, you've been (laughs) in two pretty successful ones, and I've been in two that nobody's ever heard of, so that's okay.
1: Well, you know, like, we could have switched that around, and, like, you'd have had just, you know... A Similar experience.
0: Yeah, you're like <laughs> yeah. you're like the guy who hit the lottery. You did it twice, you know. Like you're yeah, the musician. I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> well, like you're you're like you the know. non-musician who's ended up in two two bands that people have actually kind of heard of. So
1: it's always just meant to be a roadie.
0: Yeah, well, that's yeah. okay. That's good good gig <laughs> if you can get it. All right, all right. Let's get uh, at it. Let's, let's, uh, let's move on to your next song. We're going to go back, not quite to New Zealand, but close by. We're going to go down, down under to, to Australia and Nick Cave.
1: Yeah. It's like a bone chilling song. Like, uh, I was very pleased to read that, um, you know, Nick Cave has put on a lot of records, both of the birthday party, of course, with the right. bad seeds, uh, you know, continues to work and stuff like that. He's put out an enormous amount of work, and I was I was very pleased to read that uh, one thing that I agree on with him was that his best work was done on this record, *Your Freedom or My Trial*, and particularly these three of the songs on there, which are my favorite three Nick Cave songs. And like to me, this Blix Bargeld was in the band mm-hmm. then from Eystursson and Neubotten, um, a really cool woman named Anita Lane contributed on this song. And like, to me, it's like, uh, it's really bone chilling and like knowing like everything I know about Nick Cave, like just the whole theme and vibe of the song of like being stranger than kindness or I'm a stranger to kindness. Like, is to me like, uh. He's always tried to be a very frightening musician in certain ways, like he's a, a you know, and um, I feel like you know this is his most bone chilling recording.
0: Interesting, yeah, because I like Nick Cave, and for me, not that I wouldn't pick this song, but uh, I think of him. I think of dichotomy. That's the word that comes to mind. Right, it's a beauty and darkness all together, like religion and sin
1: it's like- well i'll tell you i'll tell you a really good story i saw him the only time i ever well i saw the guy in 85 at the 930 Club. 85 or oh, 86 wow. okay and my friend gate pratt was a huge fan like is his favorite artist at the time aside from the bottle surfers by some ways and like there was, like, 350 people at the 930 Club in D.C. It was sold out. It was the old 930 Club. And there was a catwalk there. And, and Nick used the catwalk, you know, very tenuously, and um, which I appreciated. <laughs> and um, he had Kid Congo Powers in his mm-hmm. band. He had Mick Harvey on the drums. He had, like, Blix Abargo playing guitar. I mean, it was, like, some sort of, like, insane, like powerhouse of like wizards up there okay wow. so it was a brilliant show it was during the mercy seat tour like the big song was the mercy seat right. you know which right. is a good song it's it endless is. but sure. it's a good song okay and the thing that really blew my mind about the whole experience was my friend gate pratt was, was out there in the audience and between every song he kept screaming, like, like Nick Cave, like, was, the, the bad seeds were overwhelming. in The crowd, like, at that point, like, every, it was beautiful and sounded great and everything. Like, there's no, you know when you see bands, like, at some point in your career, and, like, you'll, like, you'll see them again, but, like, it'll never reach the magic. You no know bands you've seen seven times will never reach the magic of that first time you ever saw them?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Okay, there's no way you could top this. Okay, like right. We drove up from Charlottesville, you know, where I was going to school and like and it was just like fantastic, you know. <clears throat> and uh Nick uh gate between every song would scream, "Nick, you're beautiful. Nick, you're beautiful." And he was way out in the crowd, like way out in the crowd, but he was the only person like who would hush the crowd like <laughs> like he'd finish a song and it would hush the crowd like they wait for the next bit of action like gate's voice was in the background screaming nick you're beautiful right and like finally he acknowledged gate like you know before the eight song and he looked he found gate in the crowd and he said actually i'm quite ugly <laughs> and then they played this song
0: wow all right and
1: it was it was fantastic yeah this got a little length to it sorry about yeah, that folks. that's okay That's okay it's, it's, It's a bone chiller
0: Bone chilling Nick Cave Stranger Than Kindness Let's do it
2: Live from hotel, spilling everything. When ham from the volcano, so burst your skin. And grind my up For bones be sold Your map of desire Burned in your slave Then a fool can come A stranger would stare And find a road Hanging there Stranger than kind air These rain like heaven's tear There is no home, there is no bread We sit at the gate and stretch The golden fruit of passion Dies in the light
1: You know what I mean? That's like some, like, uh, we have fall air blowing through here, which is a, a welcome thing, unlike the rest of the country. Yeah. And um, it's like, uh, it's winter music for me.
0: Yeah, there's something, I mean, it's, it's, it's again, I think just that dichotomy. It's, like, beautiful, but also very, very dark. There's, a like, a sense yeah. of doom to it. Just a very... Like, it's it's hard to pinpoint. Like, I, I can't talk, you know, it's probably minor chords and all this sort of music theory stuff that I don't know anything about, but... Me neither. It's just this yeah. this sense of doom, this sense of darkness, but also beauty at the same time.
1: Well, to me, it's, like, pretty sim- simple. Like, it's just, like... It's like being a stranger to kindness. Like, uh, that's what sticks with me the most about that song. It's, like, uh, not to sound like a simpleton, but, like, uh ideally wake up every day like thinking or some of us do yeah i'm not going to speak for you but like yeah maybe maybe we should embrace kindness
0: oh yeah (laughs) well and that's it's funny because
1: we work in the horse racing industry like or you know we have or (laughs) still do and like you know like yeah so time to be kind
0: yeah, well, and with all this other stuff going, it's it's partly why I picked the action. You know, it's all about yeah. love and kindness. You know, right? And and yeah. that's like the flip side of that coin,
1: right? I mean, as simple as it may sound, we you know, like it's like uh, you know, we live obviously in a very tense world, so let's be kind,
0: right? Right. Rewind. That's right. Be a human yeah. being. Yeah. Be a let's human be being. Kind. First and foremost, be a human Just like being.
1: walk out there and whoever you encounter, just be kind to them.
0: Right, absolutely.
1: It's the least you can do.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree. Well, that brought us to kind of a no, you know, a little bit of a dark place, but yeah, in a kindness, you know, sort right. of way. But let's let's bring it back up a little, and let's let's keep it in Australia yeah uh, we're, we're great we're, country great it country. is it is I'm going there with the go-betweens who are another band that and, and it's funny they're a band We you talk about bands you've heard of and maybe heard a little bit they're a band I'd heard of for years and years and years oh yeah before I ever really heard them I'd heard of them for a long time and I think I just maybe I didn't know who they were maybe i mixed them up with like the walkabouts or something like that but i hadn't really heard much of their songs until about six or seven years ago and then i really 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 got into yeah yeah i'm like really late to the party i need a late pass for the go-betweens because i didn't discover them for a long time but when i did i fell hard for them they're like seriously now one of my favorite bands like i listened to them Probably it's always be
1: better. Always better to be late than
2: never.
0: I guess so. Yeah, and okay. uh, and this is an early. The, so you know, they're a band. They put out a bunch of records. They broke up a couple times. They got back together. Um, they've done some more. You know, I don't want to. I don't think they're ever really called punk, but they've done some edgier stuff. They've done some really beautiful, more acoustic stuff. Uh, nearly, especially the early part with their, their last album before they broke up the first time was in 89, I think, 16 Lovers Lane. Anything on up to that, uh, you can do no wrong. And 16 Lovers Lane, I think, is is a perfect pop record. Every song on that record is beautiful, dark and beautiful at the same time. Uh, kind of in a Nick Cave sort of way, but but brighter musically, much more pop. Oh musically. yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: But the lyrics are are yeah, there's some there's some dark places on some of those songs, and um, I love 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 a lot of the stuff from the Go Betweens. Almost all the stuff from the Go Betweens, really. And this is well, they're a Brisbane band. Like they it's are. a
1: sunny place. It's like it a is. very sunny place. That's right. It's That's a hot. That's right. Burn.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so it's s- weird to be like a you know. And that might explain their, like, uh, characteristics of their band, and their career, like, you know, to be from Brisbane's, like, a little bit left field compared to Melbourne or Sydney.
0: Right, right. Yeah, maybe a little more under the radar. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Within their own country.
0: For sure. Yeah. And... So they
1: depended on freaks like us to, like, love them at any point in their career.
0: That's right, that's right. The band started in 1977. They did. And uh, this song... Is from There's, you were a
1: wee lad then, and you were you must have been a wee lad.
0: I was, I was, I was uh, yeah. six years old. Yeah. And this <laughs> this song came out two years later, '79 uh, second seven inch. Their first seven inch was was Lee Remick, which is a very a, a fun little song. Oh a, yeah, an ode to, uh, of course, the actress. Um, you know, I think they rhyme. Uh, one word, they they rhyme the same word with itself at one point. In their... <laughs> <laughs> Always a good move, right? And it's it's you know such a like a happy song that it 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 doesn't really. It's not annoying. It actually kind of works. But uh, we're not playing that one. We're playing instead. People say which is the second seven inch that they released nineteen seventy nine before they even recorded an album. This one has come out of course on compilations and things but never really came out on a an actual album. And I looked actually before we recorded, you can buy the original 7-inch for it's only it goes for about 500 bucks. So if you
1: Whoa. Yeah, right. The, right out of our price range.
0: Right, a little bit. The Lee Remick one, um the first 7-inch goes for for well into four figures. So Whoa. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Does anybody but, actually pay that? I don't or, know. I guess. I mean, yeah. maybe, you know, somebody that just has more money than they know what to do with. And, you know, like the, that that pharma guy who paid I don't know how many millions of dollars for the Wu-Tang record. You know, if you like the go-betweens, I guess, and you have that kind of money, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't there
1: are that many gazillionaires investing in the go-betweens. That's right, that's despite right. Despite the fact that they deserve it.
0: Right, but, you know, if you or I fell into that kind of money, we might buy it, so...
1: No, we wouldn't.
0: No, probably not. Probably not. We'll, well, and we won't fall into that kind of money. No, no, yeah. yeah. So neither neither is very likely. But uh, we can still enjoy the music. And this is uh, this is the go betweens. People say from nineteen seventy nine.
1: Thanks, Mike.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, how many bands in 79 that were, I guess, new wave or almost even punk were, were playing the organ that prominently?
1: Well, to me, I think they were probably just trying to entertain people that came and saw them at the pub.
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it's I, what I love about that song is it's very bright and catchy and like musically happy, but the lyrics and the vocals are kind of dark and... Uh, almost like vicious in a way it's like that's the punk edge
1: well, that's a good slap yeah
0: yeah i like that song
1: one of their 25 at least
0: at least oh i could i could yeah. i could mm. do you know for me even as many as the jam if not more whoa between okay. yeah yeah i love their yeah,
1: yeah. Your, your newfound appreciation of them
0: yeah Right, I mean, maybe maybe yeah. that's what it took. Maybe if I'd heard them at the time, I wouldn't appreciate them as much as I do now. But love the go betweens.
1: Well, to me, to be honest, like um, I was aware of them back then, and like I tried really hard to like them, and I did like them, and uh, but I couldn't uh, totally attach myself to them. And it could have been like by comparisons with like, like, yeah, you know, like the Verlaines I played before, or, like Clean and Chills and stuff like that. I think like I unjustly compared a band like that. You know, yeah, to what was going on in New Zealand at the same time, right? You know, or, or New Zealand actually followed that. So, like, sure. probably most of the bands I was loving in New Zealand were probably influenced by them, or may or may not have come across them or heard of them. But like, it's amazing that they made their impact starting in '77, and the here and there of their career, like in the fact that they like quit and come back, was probably like. There's probably a little bit of, like, what's the point in there, you know? Like, yeah. I know they've gotten, like, a fair amount of international exposure, which is well-deserved. Like,
0: Yeah, but I think they were always a band that was kind of toiling and always touring. And I think the grind, without any real major success, I think kind of got to them, which is partly why they splintered the first time, at least.
1: Well, it's happened to, like, thousands of bands. Sure, sure. It happens to bands on a daily basis, Yeah. You know?
0: Right. Yeah, it's not yeah. easy. It's not an easy life.
1: Well, no. I mean, no. I mean, I put out records now. I put out a record by a band from Kansas City called Schwervon, who've been around for 15 years. And they're touring now in the U.S. and going to go tour Germany and they're going to tour the U.K. And, you know, they made an amazing amount of great songs. And I put out their recent 7 inch on my tiny label, Broker's Tip. And I tried to hustle people to come down to see them in Des Moines the other night. Like, 12 people showed up. And, right. You know. Right. Yeah, and they'll play, get, you know, they, they're a band that, like, um, I don't mean to, like, divorce myself from the topic, but, like, they're a band that will play, like, in Germany, and England, and people will show up to see them. You sure. Know? Sure. And that's a di- difficulty. Well, that's a whole other subject, but, like, the difficulty of the hype machine in this, this country, you right. know. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And there were a lot of really good bands that I can think of. I'm sure
1: the go betweens ran into that. I think they did.
0: Yeah. I think they absolutely did. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't draw more than, you know, 50 people at some shows here in the U.S., but they were packing places elsewhere. You know, another band like that was Dead Moon. Dead Moon was huge, huge, huge in Europe. Uh, You know,
1: very much so. Yeah. And huge, huge in Portland and Europe
0: huge in portland of course well you know it's because they they they'd play in portland all you know th- three or four times a month and then they'd go tour in europe and that was it
1: oh wow, it's a good move really
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll play some dead moon sometime i love that oh moon. definitely oh yeah. my
1: god yeah
0: all right well let's let's wrap it up let's wrap up show number two with the newest most recent song
1: by far the newest yeah like, this is- Yeah, released in 2016 on Drag City Records, a label that I've had a a good association with for a long time. And um, to me, this is my favorite new artist that they've, you know, come out with in the last several years. Uh, She's a brilliant Welsh singer and guitarist named Kate LeBon. Who's relocated herself to L.A. from Wales. I don't know her personally, so I'm not sure why, but, like, is it's a great album and like this is one of my favorite songs on it.
0: Nice. So tell me a little bit she's one that I've heard of. I've heard the name.
1: Right. Never well, heard. She's like she does have the thing with like um since she's a LeBon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She related. There's
1: no relation to Simon LeBon, of course. N-
0: no related. Okay. She's no relation.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. She comes from the middle of nowhere in Wales. Okay. And um you know, essentially like I actually don't really know much about her other other than like um, she's you know a young woman she was born in 83 which is later than most of the songs that we've played yeah I think and
0: <laughs> I think all well yeah, yeah maybe yeah. maybe Nick was was later but yeah she's right the around there of, yeah. yeah
1: when she's a toddler yeah and um, she and her fourth studio album, Crab Day, is the first time i ever heard her. A good friend of mine, you know, got it for me for my birthday last year. And I was like, wow. Like, see, this this is, like, a very innovative, like, performer. It was like, a, a, a wizard. And it's, like, like, creepy in a great way. And, like, it's like, I want to see her. Like, I almost went down to, I almost, like, tried to figure out a way to go down to, like, somewhere near El Paso. Like, she, like, picks and chooses her spots really oddly, like. There's like she's kind of she presents herself in a very odd way, hmm. which is like lovely. Like to me, like uh, I look forward to giving her a high five if I ever meet her. But like huge Kate LeBond fan. one of my favorite records from last year by some ways. Wow. Pro- pro- yeah, probably my favorite album of 2016.
0: That's pretty high praise.
1: Well, that's she deserves pretty, it. That's
0: pretty high praise. Well, I'm excited. So this is the first time I've heard it. I actually chose not to listen to it because I hadn't heard it, and I wanted to hear it fresh when we played it. So, uh, I'm, you know, you've sold me, so I, I'm curious now.
1: Yeah, Kate Lebon.
0: All right, find me.
4: Looking for my morning breakfast car Emptying the lock Piling all the debris on your lip. Mining in your shoes Waiting for the morning cowlick will I might be somewhere in the house
0: I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's it's I don't even know what to say. It's odd. It's 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 odd but familiar at the same time.
1: Yeah, she's out there. Yeah. She's current and she's brilliant. You know, that's what I love about her. It's like I just like wanna like I wanna like see her. I I can't wait to hear the next thing she does. And like, you know, that's exciting for me. Like to hear like an artist like you know, we ha- we all have to like hope that like there's gonna be like more great stuff like made by like she's a 34 year old woman and she's a genius. You know, it's so, like I want more stuff. Like I can't wait till the next things that she does.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, no, it's it's I, it feels completely different from a, Like almost like pop turned on its head in a lot of ways like it feels similar to some of that like agit pop stuff that i really like from you know we 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 played even some of it from you know 70s and 80s but it also feels different and fresh like it's a it's a unique take on sounds that i think i've you know in a lot of ways feel very familiar with uh, and i almost don't know i uh, i'm a little speechless about it you know it makes me want to hear more of her stuff for sure
1: yeah that's the goal, and yeah. like it's like uh it's a great gift I got last year, so and uh you know and I'm out to see her like you know, like uh,
0: was she touring
1: um, she's got like a very sporadic schedule, like she's like she picks and chooses her places, like this is the interesting thing got like, uh, another one of my favorite artists this woman Haley Four from Michigan, like who plays under the moniker circuit to you and like she's a wizard too. Like I see like uncommon things being done by like wizardly women today. Like, uh, you know, like, uh, it's good. Yeah. Very satisfactory. Like, uh, very just like, you know, I find myself getting way more pumped about, about, um, about what's going on with like people like Kate on.
0: Yeah. No, good. Uh, I'm gonna have to go check out more of her stuff now.
1: Yeah, I'll you, send your like her thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like her, um, I think I have the code or whatever. However, that works today.
0: <laughs> the code,
1: <laughs> the code. I'm sending <laughs> an album, but like, uh, I have to get in touch with the boys at Drag City. Yeah, yeah
0: that's okay. You you Which don't need to easy. call in. A, you don't need to call in a favor for me yet. I'll I'll save my <laughs> <Yeah>. favor for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Okay, I mean, I'll try my best. I will for sure. Yeah.
1: If you ever, like, find yourself, like, uh, looking over the edge of overpriced concert tickets, then contact me because, like, <laughs> there's an outside chance I might have a way in. Yeah, I never I never take advantage of those type of things myself, but I always pass them on to others, so.
0: Yeah, good.
1: You know. And what do you think about one thing i want to ask you about before we close out? Like, are you a fan of Kurt Vile? You ever listen to Kurt Vile?
0: You know, he's another one that I've heard. I think I've heard one or two records, and I enjoyed them. Yeah, but I never really. I only own one. Yeah, I never really dove in for whatever reason.
1: Uh, Okay, now what about Courtney Barnett?
0: I never heard. Never heard Uh, Courtney Barnett.
1: Oh, she's great.
0: Yeah. So like
1: now they're collaborating, which is weird. Like so, like you take like two of the best. An Australian woman, an American dude. Now they're collaborating.
0: Interesting. Yeah. yeah never, never, never heard her. Well, we've got a, a couple now that I need to check out Courtney Barnett. Yeah. Kate Lebon. See, th- this is unfortunately, and, you know, for, it is what it is. I've got a kid, four year old, and so. I haven't been able to keep up as much on the more recent stuff, so I feel a little, like, well, disconnected. Well, like, you
1: know, yeah. like, I mean, I'm not, I mean, well, thankfully I'm more in touch with I don't even really know what, but I've got to, like, you know, I love DJing, and I DJ vinyl, like, and stuff like that, but, like, you can't just, like, like, we talked about before, when you live DJ, you've got to entertain the crowd, so you can't, right. like, you can go old school, like, the whole way through, but, like, same time like you gotta play some new stuff
0: you need that recognition like the crowd needs to feel like they're there's something that they know at some point somewhere and even if
1: uh, like only two of the 40 in the house have ever heard of kate laban like like if i play like like she's got like i mean that the one record i have has like eight great songs on if not more and if i play one like it's it's like one of those songs who was that Who's right. that? That's all you want is a DJ. Like, right. Who was that? You know? So. Yep.
0: Absolutely. Well, and hopefully tonight we've done something for some people where they've said, who's that? I want to check more of that out.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, definitely all three of your picks. I mean, my God.
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, yeah. We'll see. Um,
1: Anyways, it's always a pleasure.
0: Absolutely, let's do this again soon Uh, We'll bring three more open-ended songs And then soon I I do want to do some themes Yeah, sorry
1: about my barking dog That's okay And my banging chairs
0: That's okay, Mr. Ghost Mr. Ghost has, you know, he has to make his his presence known
1: He's got a big ego on him He's a four-year-old cardigan-washed corgi Yeah,
0: well, you know Small dog, big ego Big ego That's right all right. Well, well. Thank you, Bob. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Mike. Let's do this again very soon. And this is uh, this is episode number two of three songs. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll, we hope you'll uh, listen again next time.
1: Perfect.